Uh, I'm going to finish up talking about making that faith connection. We're going to talk about making the faith connection to God. And so we talked about three different realms. This is the third different third realm that we need to speak about. We've talked first about making a faith, faith connection with ourselves. We need to accept who we are by faith. <coughs> and faith means that you have a hope and a substance and you may not have the full material manifestation of it, but you have an assurance that it is true and it is real and that it will manifest. So that's uh, first we want it to connect with ourselves. Then we connect with the, the world in which we live uh, by faith. So we relate to the natural realm by faith, not by what we see. And not by what we hear all the time, but by faith in what God has spoken regarding these things. So today we're talk, going to talk about connecting to God by faith. And so that we'll understand that there are different areas of life that concern us, but our faith will work in all of those areas. There's no area of your life that your faith will not work in. And the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith in other words once you have been justified we talked about justification being a decision made in our favor that exonerates us from guilt it exonerates us and it makes us right holy and innocent so once you've been justified, you've had, it's like this. If you, if you go to jail or you go to court and you're accused of something and the evidence proves that you're not guilty of that, once that gavel is struck down, you go out as a free person. You don't go out acting guilty again. You don't go out trying to pay the penalty. You don't go out feeling bad about it. Now, I know people, you know, the, the uh, legal system in the natural realm, you know, they have records. So if you've done something and they have a record of it, that record stays, follows you. But we don't have a record in God. And really, if you have a record in the natural, you can get that expunged. The blood erases everything. You got me? It erases everything. And if you refuse to walk in it, then what can the devil do? Huh? What can he do? So the way that, that we need to relate to God by faith uh, proves as we, as we walk by faith in, in, in connection with God in every area of our lives, we prove our justification. See, that's how you, you act out that you believe that, is that you go through life as a new creature. You don't have any uh, skeletons, nothing hanging over you, nothing. Uh, and, and this takes effort on our part to really believe. You've got to get in the word. You can't sit up and, and uh, let your mind wander and, and start thinking all kinds of odd things. And what about this? Or You know, you become your own prosecutor after a while if you're not careful. You know, you sit there and mimic the thoughts of the devil. Well, what about this that I did? What about that that I did? Or what about this? And what about you start to accuse yourself and prosecute yourself and build the case against yourself all over again the key is walking in the newness 
It's not in anything else. It's what you do with this information you're given that really will make the difference. It's not in uh, do you really believe or, or you know laying down the same first principles over and over again. But it's getting up and walking in it now. That's how you prove this thing out. That's how it becomes real to you. That's how any of this becomes real to you. As you begin to obey it from your heart. It gets in your heart. You say that's who I am. And I'm going to step out and begin to do that. Because I believe that's who I am. And I'm going to act like it. I'm going to be that person. And I know God's with me when I get up and do it. That's what justified people do. They don't sit back and let the devil beat them up about you know itty bitty little things that don't really mean anything you know if the blood isn't bigger than your your bad temper or your your covetousness or your mistakes or your whatever it is that you think is so great that if it's not bigger than that then what all is all this for is is Jesus died in vain what did he go there for if it can't cover all of that and and help you to walk out of that and be a new creature so this it doesn't make sense that we would live back in the old ways doing the old things pretending like we like sin again pretending like we like these things when we don't we're new creatures we want to be right before God we want to stay right before God and so within us there is that seed of righteousness that we still have to believe is there and we have to feed and we step out as justified people when you begin to step out in the word the enemy always wants to set a snare for you you know the bible talks about there at the doors of opportunity and and open doors there's many adversaries and they'll talk to you at the door of opportunity you know they'll try to make you think this isn't for you you know you can get all excited about something you know i talk to people sometimes and and they've been praying for a job and oh i got an interview and and then they're excited about it for a while and then you check with them like when the half the day's over and they ain't so hot of it. See, there's something happens in there that we've got to understand that's where the warfare is because something happens to stick the pin and burst your bubble and let the air out and get you deflated. So then you start wondering again. Well, your faith got you the interview and you walked into the interview and the minute they told you they had more candidates, you. <laughs> you know I'll ask people I say well how do you think you got the interview they'll give me all the pat answers you know see I like I like this kind of conversation because you you find out what's in here and what's in here see we got more up here sometime they see we 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 play down what our spirit can carry and we carry most of it in our head that's where the devil messes with you so if I was if you were smart you carry much less up here much more down here you know people say well my faith got me the interview well favor I said well how come it's not working now where's it gone now and got all deflated and and who are these other candidates? Right, right. <laughs> Curly, Larry, and Mo. 
might as well be as far as you're concerned because you're going to be the best looking one yet if you believe it. The just shall live by faith. <laughs> if you have favor the when you went in there, that didn't change because it's the more they. I said, how you know there's more candidates anyway? Who told you that? Shemp. He the boss. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and then you get there when when you if if and when you do step into the job, you want to kick yourself for being threatened. You start working with those people that were such a threat and so so powerful and you know, competing against and you could slap yourself for being upset that that was your competition. Huh? The devil says, I did it again. You gotcha. Huh? So as justified people, we must keep faith alive in us at all times. You can't let it go dormant. You can't look at something in the natural and let it go fizzle out on you. You've got to keep faith moving you and propelling you toward what it is God said you're supposed to have. You can't let that. You can't let your faith wane, waver, wander off, get small. You find yourself getting discouraged and, and, and caught up in natural things. You got to go back to your word. You better slap yourself and start meditating and confessing to yourself. Your confession does you more good than it does anybody. You know, it's not for out there. It's not for God trying to, trying to con God into thinking you got all this faith. Because he's going to find out in a minute. Because he's much more moved by our actions than our words. To God, faith is an action. It's not just mere words. With him, it's his words. You got me? He's the one that gives the words. He's the one that has confidence in his. Oh, his word means something to him, but our words don't mean a whole lot till we start moving on them. He's not impressed with what we say. So, as justified people, we've been declared innocent, holy, exonerated, righteous, fit for every good work. Nothing against us, holding nothing against us. The blood testifies of that. The blood says that you have an advocate with the Father. So you go to your lawyer. You got got a problem with something down here on earth? You go to your advocate. And you let him go to bed. You let him talk for you. We need to quit running our mouths so much. And let the advocate speak for us. He knows exactly what to say. That's what Jesus told disciples. He said, yeah, he said, you're going to get persecuted by people. They're going to deliver you up to judges. They're going to throw you in jail. All these things. He said, and let me just give you a tip. Don't try to figure out ahead of time what you're going to tell these people. Now to me that sounds, I mean that's just so law and order. (laughs) Criminal intent, special victims unit, whichever one you want. That's just so law and order. Isn't that what lawyers tell you? Shut up and don't tell these people nothing until I get there. And when I get there, keep shutting up. (laughs) Until you receive the counsel of God, you have nothing to say. 
Huh? Man, we can learn a lot from the mafia. I mean, seriously, man, Christians, we be spreading the keep spreading the nose you know that kind of stuff we just keep spreading it we need to shut up until we talk to our counselor just a thought just a thought man we just woo got a lot of words not a lot of thought or power or advocacy behind them the bible talks about Jesus he said I'll give you a word and wisdom See, we got a lot of words, but do we have wisdom? So in connecting to God by faith, we, we do it through our new identity. You got to know who you are. And quit trying to prove to everybody who you are. It's already been proven who you are. Got me? need to prove to yourself who you are by accepting what God says and mixing your faith with what the word says about you as a new creature in 1 John 3 he talks about who we are we need to connect to God as sons and daughters and heirs if you've got a rich daddy and you're his son you're automatically an heir that doesn't come later it comes with the birth so if you're born into a family with a name, a family, whatever your family stands for on earth, you get that. When you come into the new birth, your inheritance from your natural line is canceled as long as you walk by faith into the newness. We've got teachings that we've had for uh, ever since I've been a Christian in the body of Christ about... Uh, Curses, generational curses. Where there's no gen, you're the first of this this generation. You're a new creature. You don't have a past. You're just like your 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 high priestly brother. No past, just a future and a present. You know, without mother, without father, without beginning, without end, you are in his bloodline period you don't have any kind of past you don't have none of that stuff you don't have that kind of an inheritance you know I, I like some things that my parents had that I saw were God gifts you know there were gifts because they they didn't had have much knowledge of God uh, many times those gifts didn't really manifest the way they were supposed to and so the God gift and the God ability you know that's what I see that I can identify with but I have to cancel that out in in favor of the new thing that God has in me see now I see some of that especially the the God gifts the prophetic gifts and things like that you, you can see that and and you can see that God will deposit that in natural bloodlines sometimes sometimes he will skip over a generation sometimes he'll put it very strong in certain people you'll find many times in persecuted groups of people that the generation that survives is top heavy with gifts 
It's just abundant in gifts. And so sometimes you'll fall into that uh, because of, of, of certain things that, that God does in the earth to preserve certain kinds of abilities, uh, certain kinds of talents, all that kind of stuff. And so you'll see sometimes those things. But all that gets nailed to the tree. Like Paul says, I consider it as poop. Not worth anything compared to the excellency of what God will bring into a life and what can you do with it trying to develop it in the natural anyway you'll have a lot of labor a lot of toil a lot of trouble a lot of hard work a lot of all of that stuff uh, until you get an understanding of who you are now as what's God called you to be how's he and sometimes the gifts in in what God puts in you uh, if they're not really something that he can use in, in the kingdom plan they may go dormant for a long time it's hard sometimes to get people to understand this about God but you know you'll see people well God called me to do so and so and such and such he's called you to develop you in that but has he called that gift up for service yet we don't like that part. see this is the part people don't like they like having all this stuff but they don't like having God in control of it they want to be able to use it you know, go out and blow somebody's mind with it, you know, that don't have as much God in them as you do. That's the only way you're going to blow somebody's mind with that. That little bitch you got, that's the only person's mind you're going to impress with it is somebody don't have as much of God. And so we, we have to understand that God is in total control of these things. I remember I had a friend that was called to the ministry she studied all the time she loved books and had all kinds of bibles study materials everything and and she kept trying 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 to have a ministry trying to do this trying you know all this trying trying but when she was in her element god used her mightily there's an element that everybody's called to we're not all called to everything oh god's gonna send you to the nations you know that kind of just just hold it okay just hold it you know some of us we scared to go next door and talk to a neighbor how you gonna go to the nation you know you go in there and you get in with a group of people and everybody's doing something yeah you feel powerful and yeah you feel invincible and yeah you feel like you can do everything but you take that same you some of these dead looking churches that you see here they'll take a bunch of young people to a foreign country and they start building churches and helping people and praying to people and they come here and the neighbor is sick and they don't know how to pray for a sick neighbor they don't have the compassion to to even care about somebody sitting next to them in a pew don't give me this nonsense about call gift all this guy we have no clue have no clue you don't have God's mind about everything but when we connect to God by faith we begin to understand understanding comes we have faith understanding you gotta believe first and then understanding comes to you no believey no understandy no believey no knowledgey see this is why the crazy worldly people keep poking at Christians who are scared of their own shadow and prodding and asking them questions because they they don't have faith in God and that question will never get answered without you exercising faith in God (laughs) 
So in First John 3 he says in verse 1 behold what manner of love the father what manner he's 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 bowled over he's amazed he says this is the type of love God has for us that we would be called sons of God just like Jesus was the son of God just like that we are sons of God he's got more than one son therefore the world does not know us so don't waste your time trying to be friends with the world because it doesn't know him either beloved now we are the sons of God and it doesn't yet appear what we shall be in other words we're in the making the fullness of what we we are to become is not there yet that's why you got to be careful about trying to step out and be a minister. Trying to step out and have influence people. Trying to step out. Just step out of your front door and go talk to somebody that you sit next to. I was talking to somebody and they were saying how they have made friends with somebody. They go to a gym on a regular basis. And how they made friends with somebody and is getting them to come to church. That's what you do when you're called. You got me? You don't skip over the person that you see and introduce Christ to them and share the gospel with them when you do that you've done 100% of what God's called you to do people won't talk to a neighbor and then want to get up in a pulpit somewhere or you know travel around the world and with nonsense more nonsense we got more people buying plane tickets that need to put that money in an offering it's the truth you want to invest it in God's kingdom? Get you off the plane and put that money in an offering somewhere. And God will send somebody who's qualified to do the job. Somebody who's anointed to do the job. So he says, and it doesn't yet appear what we shall be, but we know. See, we know this is what sons and daughters, this is how you operate. You have a faith knowing that you're going to see Jesus as he really is you'll be totally uh, transformed when when that face to face comes you'll have the fullness 100% it won't be by faith anymore it'll be the reality of it and he says we know we will see him we'll be like him for we'll see him as he is and every man that has this hope if you have a hope of seeing Christ at the end of this journey you live a pure life you don't sit around and, and try to make friends with every dead beat this somewhere and tell all the rest of the Christians that they stupid for not thinking like you and you got a uh, you got an end with, with all of the, the knowledge of God you know you're some superior being because you still like the world he says every man that has this hope purifies himself even as he is pure you notice purify yourself you're not waiting for God to come and do anything you stay away from stuff you say no to stuff you go walk the other way you purify yourself as he is pure whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law for sin is a transgression of the law now let's not get it twisted folks it's still sin and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins so this is the it's all that's always the 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 main uh, crux of the cross folks that your sin was done away with 
Whoever abides in him does not sin. In other words, the Holy Spirit will not lead you to sin. And whoever does, whoever sins has not seen him, neither known him. See, it has to do with intimacy with God. See, when you know him, you want to please him. You don't want to disappoint him. You do everything for his glory and, and with him in mind. We got too much ministry without God in mind. We got other things in mind. We got us in mind. We got growth in mind. We got expansion in mind. We got everything in mind but God in mind. We need to have him in mind all the time. Uh, you know, I, I, when I was married, there was there was not a time during the day I didn't consider my husband. Okay. You don't go for days without. Well, let me think about that. <laughs> ah, gotcha. I'll grow up. Amen. Think of meditate. <laughs> Nah, I was a good girl. But this is this is the thing. You have a covenant relationship with somebody. This isn't any relationship. You have a covenant relationship with a spouse that you are one with that person. So you have to consider it. Say for instance if I'm thinking about doing something nice for me. At the end of that thought he's there. You got me pulling the good on <laughs> All right. But it's that way when you're married. Now I don't know what kind of marriages y'all think you have or what you what what you had or what you're thinking about having or whatever's in your hope chest. But when you're one with a person, whatever affects you affects them. And that that is no pretend thing. They're not that far away from you in your planning, your thinking, whatever it is. That's that's the way it is. And it's not an effort you have to put forth. Same way with us and God. Or should be. You're ready to make a decision. You, you consider him. What what does your word say, God? What do you think about this? Can you help me with this? Uh, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize what you got planned for me. How you want me to do things. It's who you consider and how you consider that makes a difference, folks. And how successful your faith walk is. Because if God sees you honoring him. Even in the small things of life. Don't you think that he will try all the harder to help you. To be with you. To make sure it works for you. To make sure it's a success. If he, if, You know I, sometimes I would just buy things I knew my husband liked. He said you got that for me. I said yeah. I said I remember you said. He said I can't believe you. I said just because you don't do it. No I didn't say that. I know I know. Wake up. Huh? But because I was under God doing these things. God knew what he liked. And and He God sees us as one. So if I was going to get something for my. Treat him like you treat you. Better. Esteem that person more highly. Than yourself. You got me? Funny whenever it was for him. He never asked me what it costs. 
just a thought. Now we are the sons of God. See, that's what sons and daughters do. Amen. Share that inheritance. We know that our father's rich in things. The other thing I say, when when, uh, I got saved, I accepted the role as my husband's friend and intercessor. You know, the wife wasn't on the top of the list. You got me? You put that under God. And and God will show you what people need. You know, how you need to relate to them and, and make sure their life is fulfilled. And so those things will change. You know, when I got married as a sinner, I didn't have half the understanding of what a real marriage was. You know, understand what I'm saying? So as I grew in the Lord, he taught me. And as he taught me, I did the things he told me to do to make that marriage successful according to what God wanted for us you got me it didn't always have to please me I learned how to be pleased with the things God put in my life it's a learning process you might recoil against it at first you know I see a lot of these crazy little haughty women and I wouldn't do that I said well you better not get married well I don't see why that's so important because you're not married you do everything by faith. You have to trust that God has put you in a... See, when you're in a relationship, a covenant relationship, you die to you. You're still alive to you. You're not ready for that. Some people got too much wiggle left in them, you know, to be a, a spouse to somebody. You know, you die to you. And you do what's for the good of the two, one, two that became one. And so that's how you live your life. You sacrifice your life. You you submit what you would be for something greater. If you believe God's really telling you the truth. Now if you don't believe it, just go keep going for yourself, okay? So now we are the sons of God. Wow. He says, little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous. Amen. So you do the right thing. You do the godly thing. You do the word. You do what God tells you to do. Verse 10. In this the children of God are manifest. And the children of the devil. You can tell one from the other. Amen. Whosoever does not right is not of God. And neither he that loves not his brother. So we've got to understand that folks. We've got to understand that. That when, when we see these things. and we, You can line it up with the word. We're not ignorant. We're not stupid. And we're not easily deceived. If you stay with God. You'll be able to, to understand who you are. Where, we, where you stand. And be there by faith. So we're connecting to God by faith. And in through relationship, our relationship is that we are sons. We have peace with God, which means we're also friends, but not pals. That word friend just means there's no more animosity. It means an end of strife. We're not enemies anymore. That's what that means. It's by definition you're either one or the other. So we're not enemies. That makes us friends. We have made peace with God through the blood of his son's cross. That's the only thing that would satisfy God the Father to be able to embrace us again. And so God has adopted us. 
we're no longer merely servants we are still servants okay folks don't get it twisted i know that one translation says no longer servants but friends but that's not you know or but sons but that's not what that means that doesn't mean you don't serve god you become a son and all of a sudden you're renegade in his house not just servants but we are sons we've we've proven out and we've received the adoption and so you're either serve her serve God or mammon you can't serve two masters so if you're not God serving whose servant are you you're not out here on your own so we we have to understand our relationship with God which means if we are servants that means we must submit to him in everything Bible says servants submit to your masters as is fit in the Lord so we are to submit to God in all things it it's easy and it's hard if you if you make it easy by faith all the time it'll be easy if you make it hard it's just going to be hard yeah i have people say things like you know god told me to to do something and or give somebody something and and i had a hard time doing it. i never had a hard time doing stuff like that you know i mean you just make a one-time decision that you're going to do it and you don't fuss with yourself over it now maybe he hasn't asked me to give away you know i mean seriously but i just don't believe god just yanks stuff out of your hands to make you mad or or yank something from you that he knows that you you really dearly love and and tells you to give it to somebody else with skin on you understand what i'm saying yeah that 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 kind of nonsense so i think part of our adoption has to include an understanding of god's great love for us i don't think he asked people to release things if they don't know his goodness enough to trust him in that there's got to be a trust factor there established so other than that he's just a thief you got me because if he's taking from us in a way that hurts us or harms us or leaves us in a condition that he promised not to put us in then there's something ain't right there something ain't right he either didn't tell you to get it to somebody and you just think that's god talking to you or whatever i don't know but but there is there must be something in us that we embrace by faith that says his love does not hurt us his love doesn't harm us his love means no harm his love makes us whole rather than damages us and so once you you have a a father like that that you trust all the way across the board then you can you can go comfortably in this life you can you can obey him uh, without any reservation you can say you know whatever you need god say here am i send me you know i'm the one that that you want to use for this i'm the one you can trust for this i'm the one that that you can rely on to do this for you so god's peace is what really binds us together the the friendship factor is something that we need to accept by faith we are the friends of god which means we have peace with him which means we can go to him without thinking he's been looking for us all afternoon way to melt the whippers you understand what i'm saying i mean when god calls you you can respond and go in full assurance of faith that it's for your good it's working out for your good you can spend time with him 
you know it's like if you worship God and you spend time in his presence and and he never has anything to say to you like where you been what you been doing you know what he finally showed up you understand what I'm saying there is such a peace and the knowledge that he has of us and a desire to do us good all the time that we never get that so to speak in his presence you know what I'm saying when we're out of when we're out of 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 sync with God or we're out of the spirit or we're in the flesh the Holy Spirit will draw us back to him so that in his presence you get the fullness of joy you see what I'm saying so if you can get in his presence all that stuff's been dealt with you don't he doesn't take you into his presence dirty and start whooping on you you understand what I'm saying because we must enter in with a pure heart so it's up to us to sanctify ourselves you know like the old priesthood did they wash themselves he'd tell them he said sanctify yourselves tonight because tomorrow I'm showing up and so we we do that in our inward man we do that within ourselves we turn our minds back to God God I'm sorry for you know not doing this and how do I stay away so long and you know that kind of stuff clearing the air between us so that we approach him as friends every single time we come to the throne room and that's what you got to understand that every time you approach him you can approach him as friend you got me you, you don't have to go there with with some goofed up agenda or you know something that's that's not right or feeling out of sorts or something like that by the time you get there all that's been taken care of in your friends and so there's a full assurance of faith that you can put anything before the throne of God you can expect anything from God you can can know that there's a yes and an amen answer inside of you that you'll utter before him when there there's a need in your life that all that's taken care of before you showed up there at the throne room he knew what you needed and it's already provided for you and on the way all that kind of good stuff you know that by connecting with God the right way you've got to connect with him by faith and you've got to keep yourself pure you've got to stay in a righteous see when you don't have a conscience bugging you about this that and the other and in piling that stuff up and being a goofball I was talking to Pastor Shirley yesterday. She was sharing that they had had a, a, a snowstorm again yesterday, like six inches of snow while everybody was in church. She said, Yeah, we came out of church and there it was. So. And then, of course, a lot of drama. Everybody, you know, they're all kind of spread out a little bit because, like, we're on the west side and Chuck's way on the far east side. She usually gets the worst of everything. And so everybody's comparing notes, comparing stories. So, you know, everybody got a drama story. Of course, Cece's out roaming around. You know him. He got the most drama of everybody. Oh, whatever. So anyway, but, but she was saying that as she was leaving church, Uh, somebody in the church got a call from someone that they knew that had been prayed for that we had prayed for before and he had cancer he's worse and so pastor Shirley was saying that 
she decided that she would pray she remembered the gentleman's name and the person that had referred her to him and the person said well I, I just was thinking I, I you know this is in other words this is above her level of understanding what to do he needs to talk to a pastor you know so anyway pastor Shirley got in her car she said and she said the connection was so bad because of weather we just kept getting cut off and blah and this man is a pastor himself and the first words out of his mouth was I just can't figure out see see this is what he needs he needs to connect to God by faith now we are the sons of God see if you never get any farther than that that will take care of your life you got me if you know you got a daddy that's good and he'll forgive you anything and you can continue to go to him in righteousness and peace with nothing standing between the two of you nothing that can't be forgiven or, or washed clean or done if you don't know that you won't get to the day of being able to fight cancer successfully you gotta have a foundation and a basis for believing stuff folks so if you don't have a basis on which to base your request you have a covenant but do you know what it is are you in there in faith or are you trying so as Pastor Shirley spoke with him she said she said I realize what's what's happening with you she said instead of going to God and rehearsing what he's already done you keep rehearsing what you've done she said and condemnation is piling up on you she said now if you can walk out you can walk out of that anytime so you can be healed at any time you see with your eyes hear with your ears understand with your heart get converted in other words flip over from being a dirty rotten nobody that God hates and has done everything wrong and start being a justified person who lives by faith and you can say this belongs to me because I know he's justified me not I know I haven't done anything wrong see that's where he's living you can't go undo anything you've done wrong and you don't have to live with it either your sin doesn't have to be your constant companion you know I just I see these young people you know they start sleeping with somebody they didn't want to marry him why would you marry your sin can you just confess you made a mistake can you just confess you were stupid can you just confess your parents told you not to do it you wouldn't did it anyway and get forgiven and go on clean get yourself clean first and then make a decision about what you want to do with your life don't make a decision in dirt you make a dirty decision you'll have a dirty life let us see where were we we were the sons of God we are the sons of God and when you're a son of God you act like him and you feel good about being a holy person you feel good about being a righteous person you feel good about living for God you don't let the devil take that away from you Because holiness ain't cool. 
<laughs> I thought we left cool when we left the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. It, Peace binds us in relationship, covenant relationship with God. When you when you have a, a purged conscience, conscience is purged from dead works, and I mean purged. There's no trace of it left anywhere, and and so all of that's been washed out. There's not a trace of it left. There's nothing for the enemy to hook onto, to ensnare you and hinder you. And you you have a peace bond between you and God. You know, God, I want to keep this peace bond between you and me. I want to know that whenever I come to you, I can expect only good at your hand. I can expect that you will, will more than abundantly bless me. You will more than abundantly pardon me. You will more than abundantly want to uh, 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 supply for every need that I have. I don't have to worry about anything. And there's no fear of of the justice of God working against us. See, we 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 are justified people. We want right things to happen in life. We want God's law to prevail in every situation. We want righteousness to spring forth at every turn. And then we have that assurance that God will give us what we desire. There's nothing to hinder us from getting what we desire. See, this is total trust. He wants us to totally trust him. Many times we trust him so far and it doesn't go all the way. We have total trust. So we are servants also. And we must obey as sons and serve as heirs. We are working for the reward of Christ. As we work for God, Christ increases in us. It's not stuff. It says we'll be like him because we'll see him as he is. See? We've got to be being transformed day by day. Your inner man is being renewed day by day by day. Conforming to the image of Christ. See? Still being molded. Thank God for the molding. Thank God he's not satisfied with me like I am. Because I'm not. (laughs) Amen. So we're on the same page. I'm not some dirty little sinner and putting myself down. But I know there's more to There's got to be more to it than what I'm experiencing right now. And he has that for me. So... We're working for the reward of Christ. He increases us as we submit to the Father. We are in transformation. We are in transformation. Now the Bible says we achieve that by the renewing of our minds. So that we can can commune with God. We can understand and we can prove that we're sons of you notice that the proving doesn't say talking about it talking it up to the point where we can convince somebody we prove <laughs> the will of God every day we can get up and do it we can get up when God says I want you to go next door and pray for so and so because I want to deliver that family you can go do it that's how you, you, you your mind's renewed to the fact that you're able because he enables you you're not trying to have everything and just puff yourself up and 
here I remember and God blessed people you know using the best knowledge they could and it was effective for them see you know you got to be prayed up and fasted up and you know all that stuff sanctifying yourselves I guess because but there's a, a higher place to walk in you can walk in the spirit and have the thoughts of God at all times and be ready and to prove that God will bring people to you instead of having you go to them see when you got to go somewhere you can pray up fast up and puff yourself up or whatever I don't know what else just whoop it up and slap it up whatever you do to get yourself ready but see when when problems come to you and ministry comes to your door you don't have time for all of that so you got to have a faith knowing a faith connection you've got to embrace by faith that God will provide everything you need right on the spot because you don't have time to conjure nothing you understand what I'm saying bibbidi bobbidi boo you've got you better be on the ready and understand that God has equipped you and you've got to understand that equipping he won't leave you high and dry see these are things when you connect to God by faith you can live a life freely understanding who you are at all times you're his servant you if he needs you for something you step right into it it's it's just like uh you know a, a garment that you wear you know it's like everybody's got a closet that's jammed to the gills i know mine is it's tight oh god yeah let me i know i can put this on you understand what i'm saying but see the 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 work of the ministry is like that as well you've got some in that closet that you can yank out and put on that's going to be the answer for that person standing for every single time every single time but see if you you got to live by faith you got to have enough experience in the word of God to know that that's something that's settled. you got peace about that on the It's settled in between you and God already. And when you step out, you step out fully, you know. I'm Batman. You know, you got your cape on and all your stuff. You know, I mean, you don't have to think about it real hard. You just got to go about living life and understand that God has equipped you this you receive by faith folks you don't you don't when I say faith I don't mean claiming things if it's not in your closet you don't possess it I can't come to to uh, uh, Shannon's closet and raid her stuff and use it like it's mine I don't know how she got what she got in her closet. And sometimes you go to some people's. Why did you pick that? <laughs> it don't fit. You got me? So you got to be familiar. You got to have put your stuff. Your hands on that stuff before. And put it in there. And, and know it's yours. You got me? You just, people are funny believers. You know we talk a good game with each other but <laughs> a lot of a lot of darkness sometimes you know if people have been cheated out of spiritual equipment by their lack of knowledge see 
there's a certain knowledge that comes by faith and with faith and people have been cheated they'll say things like and I've heard established ministers say you know things and I think they're really creepy you know they're kind of for instance you'll see somebody that says well uh my baby was sick one time and I laid hands on the baby and, and uh, it, you know it was coughing and I thought it was having an asthma attack. He slept through the night. You know. Well that wasn't an accident. That was something if you go back and read your Bible believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not once in a blue moon. Not only in emergencies but every single time. That's the implication there. And see we'll, we'll, we'll get a faith empowerment and move out in that and instead of taking that garment and putting it in the closet and letting us ourselves know it's going to be there we need in the future we think it's a one time thing we think it only we don't know how it happened we don't I don't know I, but it never happened since then see <laughs> faith is not ignorance you see is not the same thing. The Bible's faith has intelligence with it. It's the, if it's the evidence of something that you hope for, there's something you know about it. There's something you can tell me about it. There's something that's real about it. It's not just some kind of accident that you bumped into or substance you bumped into on the way to being upset about your baby being sick see the spirit of God came upon that person some kind of way and empowered them as a believer to do good and heal somebody that was being oppressed of the devil the Bible says believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover over and over and over and over and over again. All these faith accidents. I was listening to, I think it was Joyce Meyer was, yeah we had a, uh, she was, they had a, had a meeting where at the beginning of the meeting the spirit of God had her call some people out by word of knowledge and she prayed for them and they got and God healed them and then she got right up and said now see God did that tonight but I don't feel any pressure to make him do that all the time or ask him to do why not why not You don't have to feel any pressure. You didn't feel any pressure tonight. Pressure didn't get that in there. God put that in there. Because somehow somebody opened themselves to that and somebody in that audience had a need to be healed. And why wouldn't you want your audience healed all the time? See, there's, there's a faith connection that's missing. See, we can connect to God with faith and be secure in that to a level and then not let it go any farther. See, the door gets closed to a full ministry. And the interesting thing to me is that she had been, that was when ICBM was still, Oral Roberts Ministry for Ministers. She had been very active with them. They'd asked her to come and speak out of respect. They always asked the big TV people to come and be a part of what they're doing. They opened their doors to her. She started relationship with them. And then, oh, 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 how'd that happen? 
You know, we don't even know how to connect the dots and we've been down the road several times. But of course your connection with Oral Roberts is not just because he's inviting you because you got big numbers in your meetings. God's opened that door for you because this old man's getting ready to leave the earth in a few years and you need what he's got. These things are not faith accidents. When they happen, you need to write down date, time, and get as much understanding as you can of it. To try to get it to happen every time you get around believers because we need that. The gifts of the Spirit, are you kidding me? The pure work of the Holy Ghost. You know what it took prayer-wise for Azusa Street to happen so people could understand the Holy Spirit did more than just showed up every now and then to quicken somebody or bless somebody? need to try to figure out how to bottle it encapsulate it get it injectable form get it in a nasal spray form get it in eardrops eye drops transfusion every kind of way you can administer it you need to learn how to do that so we connect to God by faith this is this there must be faith for the ministry that he's called and that, that ministry you need to be able to define what a believer's ministry is you believe that was the first ministry I had. I didn't have a fivefold ministry. It didn't start out on a fivefold level. You need to know the difference. You need to know the difference. Many times we're wanting things we don't have a clue what we want. Just some words, people. You know, we're good at jargon. Christians are. Man, we can spit out some words and tell some people we know some stuff and got some stuff and have no idea how it's defined so as our mind is renewed in the word we understand and commune with God even more you have more of his mind you talk more the same language it's not always gimme, 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 I want, I want, I want. But God, I would like to do this for you. You get a little more mature in there. You know, it's like the difference, say, between parents who have had uh, children when they were small, when they get to be adults, then you wonder who the parent is sometimes anymore. They want to, they can talk with you on a level where you can understand. They understand work. They understand school. They understand all these things. Sometimes they want to teach you a few things. You know, you'll sit back and you'll marvel. You know, I can't believe I brought that one into the earth. He's so smart. You know, that kind of thing. And so the same way it is with us in God as our minds are transformed and renewed renewed you know what that means that means that what used to be there and got bombarded and shrouded and messed up and confused by sin now that we're sons of God we're being restored to our former glorious condition and so Things that Adam used to do with God. We start, hmm, that was like an Adam thing. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of like on that level. We're getting up there now. I'm so used to the old man now. I can get out there and do some stuff. I can do more than just beg now, God. You know, you can trust me with a few things here. And so we, we then begin to relate to him as transformed and we take on the Bible says the mind of Christ 
We have access to that. We have the mind of Christ. Just as Christ would. And, and we have all the trust that Jesus had of the Father. He highly trusted the Father. Didn't want to dissociate the mind of Christ. is relationship with God. It's just not thoughts and ideas. And all that kind of stuff. It's a mind to, to God as our Father. It's a mind to family. What, what we as Christians do as a family. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. Is, is the mind of Christ. So we begin to understand and commune with God more on a different level. More on a servant level because that's what Jesus did. He came to seek and to serve that who was lost. And we need to understand that that's in the mind of Christ. He has a very high regard for humanity. He has a very high regard. He has a strong desire and compassion to help those who are lost. People who are ignorant of certain things and his ways and all that. He has a a desire to help that and has great patience with it. He's able to do it with love. And so, you know, sometimes that's where sometimes we need our greatest help is, you know, over and over and over again. People don't catch on. They just, same thing, like a treadmill. Oh God, help them. No God, help me. Help me to help them. You know, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, and the mind of Christ wants to get in there and, and really help people, you know. That's, we're on the right road. See? Getting renewed in our minds. <clears throat> By faith, we receive the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Well, receiving does not mean judging and trying to put in some kind of order of importance. Well, I don't think that tongues is so important. Who cares what you think? Is your name written in the Bible where we can say it's important what you think? No, it's not. So, you know, who cares? You're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. Well, sure, but you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't judge God. You don't judge his gifts. You don't judge his works. You have to get knowledge of what he's doing. I would say people judge things mostly and judge them wrong or in ignorance. If you knew, like Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God. And so there's there's a, a big place there to pray for them to receive the right knowledge. You know, I tell you right now, if you're dealing with some crazy religious person, they're going to argue with they like a good fight. They like to, they do. They like to fight people and they like to fight in the church and they don't know anything about fighting the devil. They don't know that they're connected to the devil when they strive and argue like that. They have no clue. They're yet in darkness. So if you're, you, you haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit and you exercise so that your spirit man grows in his knowledge. Hmm? So we receive the Holy Spirit and his gifts by faith. If there's no peace on the inside of you about any of that. You've got to stay before the Lord until you get that peace. You've got to get an assurance. You've got to know. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you must have the evidence of speaking in tongues. If you get baptized in water, your evidence is what? You're wet. If you get baptized... <laughs> 
You know, people, Christians, now you you can get around some spooky people who kind of convince you that they know what they're talking about. We're very good convincers. You know, we got all these people baptizing the Holy Spirit with no evidence. Come on now. Well, if the Bible tells you to pray in the Holy Ghost to build up your most holy faith, how are you going to do that without tongues? So you got to have that gift in order to do certain things for God. Hmm? Number one, the scales will come off your eyes. You can't see clearly without the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit slapped them big goggles on your eyeballs. He said, wow, I never knew all this was going on around here. Uh, night vision goggles. Yep, You can see through all darkness there. So, now faith, when you connect with God by faith, you gotta believe first. You can believe what you read here. You, you can't go anywhere without, you know, and, and don't just run off and do stuff and think you're gonna get out there and get it later. You gotta, you gotta really embrace what God says to you. But in Hebrews chapter uh, 11, Verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So it's tangible. Faith is something that you can perceive. Substance and evidence. For by, by it the elders obtained a good report. So they were able to receive what they needed by faith. So there was faith really under the old covenant. Through faith we understand. See this is why the uh, evolution people can't receive what's in the Bible about the creation of the earth. Because they don't mix with faith what they read. So that leaves them on. They're going to be on the outside all of the time. So you will never convince those people. But this is how we know that God is through faith. Now, there are people walking around as Christians that believe parts of the Bible. And not See, this is the problem. You've got to take the whole thing or you really don't have anything. What you think you believe is going to be shaky and fragmented anyway. Because really faith in the word of God is faith in the author of the word. So you can't trust God to pay your bills and you doubt that the first book of the Bible is true. You see what I'm saying? You can't take little pieces of it. Well I like that and I, I can believe that. Well I can believe God for, for, for other people but not. No you don't. Don't 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 go there. Please don't go there. You've rewritten the book now. Your faith works on certain things and don't work on other things. Come on be real. God's more faithful than that. Sometimes with a pure heart if he sees you trying. He'll come and supply the rest of it for you. He will. He's faithful. So to me it's more important to have faith in him as the author of it. Once you get it settled that you put your trust in God and whatever he comes by God you embrace it. 
it's easier to do it that way than to try and look at examine every little read word that's written here and make up your mind if you like that part too which you'll see is is common with religious people crazy religious people they'll fragment it tear it up <laughs> bust it up do everything it's like they did do with the cross you can get saved but we don't know about healing well that cross was he Jesus died on that cross in one piece the whole work was necessary for everything that we need an atonement for sin period you got me you don't dismantle it and say he just he just had his arm on the cross and the rest of it he wasn't on there so we'll take what the arm come on now let's not be stupid but jot and tittle religious people they pick apart things with their little stupid carnal minds just because you refuse to believe it it doesn't mean somebody else can't believe it and it worked for them the biggest convincer to religious people is do what Jesus did just keep working do the works right in front of them if they want to come to a meeting watch let them come watch but just keep doing the works of God huh keep doing the works of God rebuke them and make them shut up when they get out of order but just keep doing the works of God so verse 3 through faith we understand you must believe first and then understanding comes that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear everything that was made was invisible it came out of God out of his mind out of his did you know God can imagine something and put a word to it and it appears that's exactly what he did all the time so we need to know that there was nothing already here and banged together and you got me it, the worlds were framed by the word of God and that what that means is the stuff you see came from stuff that never appeared before it wasn't here before you don't have to have some primordial ooze that some was brewing on the you know and some things crawled out and they were swimming first and then they grew legs and crawled out and became humans come on folks you need a lot of imagination to believe that you only need faith to believe what you read in the bible I mean you really got it's a lot of work to believe some of that stuff by faith Abel now look at what he did he resisted peer pressure from his brother that's really what that's about he knew the right thing to do in his heart and he saw his brother doing the wrong thing and see that's why the brother wanted to kill him because see if he if 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 Cain could have gotten Abel to back down off the right sacrifice hmm that's like a lot of Christians out here they're trying to get people who live right to back down from doing that call us legalists I'll tell you one thing legalists who live holy never make the headlines it's always the compromised people that are up there slip over the line trying to show how how much grace they live in grace is not grease to slip over into the world grace is an empowerment to do even more right before god 
I wish all these grace people would get out and start doing the works of God. We'd have a lot less to do as believers who are attempting to, to show the power of God to the world. Did you know there are fewer and fewer of us around now? Fewer and fewer. When you think about believers ministry. Prophecy is not laying hands on the sick. You got me? That's one grace gift of God. And if you get a lot of people pressing into it. You'll have a lot of prophecy. But that's not the believers ministry. We're to pray for the sick. See them recover and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And make converts of people. People are getting goofier. You know, I can remember during the, the mid 80s and early 90s, you know, people were hungry, falling out of dead churches, coming to meetings so they could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now we've got churches that don't even pray for the baptism anymore. That's, what are they doing with all these people they're getting in here? Playing the happy song. Whatever that is. I haven't heard it. I know it's, I hear it's a pretty popular song now, but. Yeah, some, somebody's been planted in, in churches. Yes. And we get people on there defending them. And then mad at the rest of the people that don't like it because, you know what? I come to church to worship God. I can hear happy all the time. I come, this is a sanctuary. It's a holy place set apart where we do God's business and God's business alone here. I want joy. I I had happy before. You can get happy off of two Budweiser's. Because I've been there. Happy and giddy and stupid and talk all night long. Thank God I don't do that anymore as a preacher. Could you imagine me on two Budweiser's? I talk talk enough sober. I'd be really hard, wouldn't it? I remember going to some crazy party. My, you know, we were at neighborhood party. We were invited to, and somebody says, uh, "Can I get you something to drink?" I said, "Yeah, you better get me some, you know, club soda or something." Like, you don't want any? I said, "Honey, you don't want a drunk preacher in this party." I said, "Y'all barely got me in here now. You get me drunk, that will turn the place out." <laughs> you got me. Well, let's get real here. <laughs> there's nothing about the world we should desire anymore no nothing what, and, you know unless you really just have only scratched the surface in God but there's so much more in life in the spirit there's more to learn you know in very little short order we got people who have mastered the world's way to get wealth and they're not even in their 30s so look at the depth of the knowledge of God that we have yet to explore. You know, as, as set apart people who are here to do the works of God. See, we'll understand why God sanctifies us and sets us apart when we start really desiring to do the work of God. 
when you when you pray for somebody that that you work with and they you've been working with them for the longest time and they finally open up to you and start to talk to you then you'll realize why God has you to dress a certain way look a certain way talk a certain way don't get involved in certain things all that stuff because the the world is looking for refuge they're looking for a sanctuary they're looking for a people that they can trust with their their secrets their private things you know that kind of stuff when they come in the coffee room and see you talking about everybody and using their language you know do you think they're going to open up to you and and let the gifts of God start to be poured out into their life I don't think so so until they really know that there is a sanctuary out there that they can access and they can have connection with it that's why prayer lines are so popular I mean call in prayers and you know people online texting each other to pray because there's there's no place to go sanctuary wise you know, where, are you, where are they going to go they look like us talk like us act like us where are you going to go when you really need something and I think a lot of times the world's very disappointed in the church because we are so much like them sometimes in so many ways we're trying to get their goods get what they have and imitate them instead of imitating God that's why they kiss the Pope's hand because he looks different and he acts different and he he speaks of himself as a holy man he's set apart everything about his life sets him apart from the ordinary that's why the Catholic Church gets trusted so much by people because for the appearance of the world they are set apart and they they believe that they are here for God's purpose and God's purpose alone you got me they're not here to jazz things up and make sinners feel comfortable you got me seeker friendly and all that they're not here for that but they're here to obey God and trust that God will draw people to them when in their hour of need when they have a need they'll be drawn to them you got me yeah, and now I'm not saying it has to be a certain way look wise but come on now we can do a little better sometimes than we do you understand what I'm saying let his light shine through us some people are comfortable with the way they dress but the light still shines through but some people like that worldly thing you see it depends on what's in your heart to do if you if you want to be set apart and separate for God to use you he will do that but if you want to be like the world so that you can show them how much like you they are let's not get stupid folks you've been bought with a price you don't, belong. you don't have a right to make that decision about yourself anymore you've been purchased of God and so the first thing though when we understand faith gives us understanding of the word don't ever forget it that's what will separate you from the sinners you talk to when when they can get faith and that's why your testimony is always so strong your testimony is the strongest part of you because that's where the faith of God is shed in the greatest measure in the transformation in your life where they can see that you are a new person you're a different person from what you say you used to live there's a credibility there that that gets established so that their faith can start to operate and the rest of the word opens up to them but without that faith there is no understanding of supernatural things they you can't be a skeptic bottle your faith up 
And God, you got to prove something to me before I believe. It'll never work that way. But when you start to apply faith to what you read in the word of God, you will get understanding. You won't get it until. If you want knowledge about how to have a healing ministry. If you can't believe God for a headache. You know, it, you know it's like from a, a hangnail to a headache to a hernia to whatever else you got. You've got to be able to apply faith for those things before you can go and uh, share it with somebody else. You can't do it on the outside of faith and think you're going to get some head knowledge and help somebody in God. And so we have to understand these things. When you connect to God, you make that God connection. It's got to be by believing him, folks. You And as believers, we can't sit by and look stiff and be skeptics and try to figure out if what is, she said. Was that true? She just said, you better go float with it. You know, you got to trust God and just get deep in it. If there's something in there that, that is not of God, the Holy Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance later. But this business of trying to figure out. It's not God. You're not connected to God when you do that. So we're going to continue next time. Amen. Father we thank you and bless you. We praise you Lord for giving us understanding of your word. Your word is truth. And we bless you for that truth. That truth sanctifies us. Keeps us set apart to you. So that we don't get lost in the world. And we don't get over into the world. We thank you for it. For keeping us that way Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you. I love the Lord.